Hello, this is Kimberly Gorham from Million Patient Machine, joining Chiropractic Masters International. Thank you all so much for joining us. I have Dr. Mike Reed on the line. Say hello, Dr. Hey, Mike. Kim. How are you? How are you? It's going, it's going great, thanks. Well, I'm excited about tonight's topic. We are talking about powerful steps to create that lasting first impression and get more new patients in the door through referrals. Isn't that your favorite kind of patient, Dr. Mike, referrals? I love it. Absolutely. What makes them so great? Well, you know, they're, they're already, uh, and in a sense, what I call pre-qualified. They've been, in a sense, educated and warmed up by our existing patients. So when they're coming in, they're already halfway to chiropractic. That's right. They have, they've been, the, the wheel has been pre-greased at that point, and it just makes it easy and, and like a machine to just get them work through the system. So I love having referrals come into the office. They are just just my favorite ever. Now, you know, I, I was listening to a recent Gallup poll. I was listening to a recording that mentioned a poll that says, when it comes to memorable service, people will tell their friends that it's more important that the service provided is friendly and thorough rather than fast. So a lot of times in practice, we're, we're out there hearing people are trying to make it fast, 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 and efficient, but really, people kind of want us to slow down. Have you noticed that in your practice? I would have to agree with that, Kim, because years ago, when I would be processing 80, 90, 100 new ones, you can, you can process those patients almost too fast, and I've discovered that by slowing down, taking my time, developing rapport, ensuring proper uh, day one procedures and friendliness and being thorough, I, I, the conversion retention has gone way up. Way up. Well, that's, you know, when you've had a really good first experience or second experience with a company, you want to tell other people about it. You know, it, it's more uh, common for people to talk about the negative experiences. So we really do have to go above and beyond in our levels of service for people to talk about the good level of service. You know, complaining is easy, but promoting other people, that's a little bit hard. Now, I'm going to talk today about what we can do, what our listeners can do out there to provide a stellar customer service experience. Now, we've been promoting this talk, and one of the the topics is the greatest checklist of all time, a no-hassle internal and external list for success. Now, this is kind of a surprise. It's not going to be the standard checklist that you, you might think it would be. I'm going to recommend that we make our own checklist when it comes to this. And what I mean by that, Dr. Mike, is I like to carry a notebook around with me when I'm out and about because, you know, I'm, I am the customer service person. I'm looking all around for some the latest and greatest ideas. So I actually, if I don't have a notebook with me, I have a file started on my phone and when I run across something that really wows me, some, some type of level of service that I haven't experienced before, I write it down. And that, over time, has, has created a pretty unique stellar customer service checklist of mine that, uh, that keeps growing and growing. So one of the things that, that I recently had, actually, when we were over in the U.K. when we had that wonderful seminar of yours, I was staying at this beautiful, I think you were there too, weren't you, the castle? Did you stay at the castle? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, the Windsor Castle there, that's right. 
Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. And it was raining and I was I was out and about on the grounds because it was just so beautiful. I was taking a walk and it started to rain. And it was so neat because I wasn't expecting it. I walked in through the front door and I was going to go get a jacket and the attendant reached into a big bucket of umbrellas and pulled one out and he said, "These are for you to take home. These are for our guests. Hope it's special for you. Enjoy your walk." So that was pretty nice. Neat. I, and it was a beautiful umbrella. It was huge, beautiful. Didn't even fit in my suitcase, so I had to leave it with a friend while I was there. <laughs> but it was wonderful. The thought that counts, and that stuck with me. You know, that stuck with me. Now, what are some of the things, Dr. Mike, that you like to do in your practice for that extra wow factor? And then I'll share some of mine, too. Well, you know, Kim, I like to do uh, the extraordinary. And, you know, I just ran a, a master talk not too long ago on the five senses. And I remember a number of years ago, I was in Seattle, and I walked into a Weston, and I remember it was it was one of those challenging, um, uh, you know, arrivals getting late to the uh, airport. It was a hot night. It was in the summer. I was fatigued. And I walked into the Weston, and I could smell this amazing scent. It was known as white tea. And mm-hmm. off to the side, they had this huge vat of strawberry-infused water. I remember having about three glasses. I was so dehydrated, and the smell just relaxed me. And it was kind of interesting. I went over to the, the desk. Um, they basically had everything ready to go. Hey, I'm Dr. Mike Reed. Blah, blah. Oh, yes, we've been expecting you. It wasn't, oh, let me look up your file. We've been expecting you. Here's your keys, and, you know, we've got, we've got a, a, you know, a plate of fruit and cheese in your room. It's like, wow, it was the unexpected. And, and you know, this is sort of that Risk-Carlton effect. When, when you go to Risk-Carlton, they know what standard is, but then they have the extraordinary, the unexpected. And that's when you start to wow people. So when people come in, we greet them, we know who they are. It's like, you must be John, our new patient, and we've been expecting you. We make sure that we give them, you know, the fruit-infused water. We do the same, and we mix it up. Every day, it's just a different flavor, so patients are curious to know, hey, what flavor is it today? We, we make sure we get our patients processed, you know, very, very smoothly, but we don't make the patients wait. So everything is organized, prepped, and ready to go. And, and that's what, you know, we really pride ourselves in our practice to make sure that the patients have an extraordinary experience. And all of that sounds amazing, and it's on my list of of the wow factor for chiropractic offices because we're both lucky because we get to go out into the community and see different offices and what they're doing. And I know that you've got a first-class office with Dr. Shireen, and and you guys are really setting the standard for this. Now, I do notice, but it's very infrequent. i got to tell you, there's not a lot of coffee and tea stations out there. There's not a lot of hydrating water stations with, with fancy strawberry and mint sprigs, you know, it's, it's really unique. So when you do it, it, it makes it worth it, the extra effort. Because I know as a CA, a lot of times this duty falls on me, right? It, it's going to fall on me to get it done. And sometimes we can kind of begrudgingly go through this and, oh, is it really important to get this fresh water? Well, it actually is. And the extra, even if we just, just think about this, even if we just get two extra new patients or one referral, one referral a month because we have some fresh fruit or we have protein bars and a coffee tea station or fresh flowers and we go the extra mile for patient appreciation days. So these are the things that stick in our patients' minds 
And we have to get them to a level of service where they go, wow, that was pretty darn amazing. And, and it's in that, that initial wow that carries over into the next conversation. We have short attention spans. And I've had some really amazing service lately at a, at a restaurant. And I was going to tell some friends about it. I'll be honest. I was going to tell everybody about this wonderful server that we had, an amazing sushi restaurant experience. But guess what? They didn't wow me to the point that I remembered to get on the phone when I got to my car and tell my good friends about it. It wasn't to that, you know, that extreme level of service that made me say, wow, I would really want to do that again. So we, it is important to go the extra mile and, and to take the extra time and a little bit of, of money to, to pay for these things. But in the end, even one new patient, if they sign up for a year's worth of care, that's $3,500 in some cases, $4,600 in others, you know, that, that pays for your fruit for how long? A couple of years, right? That's a, that's a year of fruit, right? That's <laughs> at least a year of fruit and fresh flowers and coffee. So, oh, that's the other point, too, I wanted to, to point out. You know, if you want to get really creative with this, and I highly recommend that you do, I don't like to pay for much inside of the practice. If I can make a community partnership, I will do it for anything, paper products, flowers, you know, and the community relationship that I'm talking about is we have a board up inside a lot of my clients' offices that's a community resource board. And in exchange for us promoting, say, Tommy's flowers on the corner, um, Tommy provides us with a fresh bouquet every week, and we provide Tommy with plenty of referrals and a little stack of business cards next to the flowers that he brings in. Lo and behold, Tommy has basically gotten rich from just knowing us because all of our patients come right there to check in and, and sign in, and there's the beautiful smelling bouquet from Tommy's flowers. Everybody nice. picks up a business card and away they go. So we get we get free flowers every week delivered happily. They're happy to do it. Um, the other thing that you can do that for is the fresh fruit. Um, you can have a really nice arrangement with a local produce grower where they're constantly delivering you. And it has to be a couple times a week, I've noticed, that we, we have to get the fresh fruit delivered at least twice a week. Um, or you're running out to the store a couple times a week to do it. But, you know, the bananas start to go brown. You don't want to have those in your basket. Uh, you know, th- those are the things that will, will make your wow experience the whoa experience. So we want to make sure that everything is fresh and beautiful. Um, and then I found – I was doing some research on this topic for you guys, and I found another survey that showed that restaurant servers were, t- were tipped 25% more when delivering the bill with a mint rather than without a mint. So even though it's just a mint, when it's delivered with the bill, this little gift really pays. It pays big. I mean, up to 25% more on a tip just for providing a mint. And I did a little bit more research on that to find out, hmm, why? Why does that work? You know, wow, I think I might want to give an adjust mint to everybody isn't that Dr. Mike? Does Dr. Mike have um, Hendrickson? Does he have the Cairo cookies? 
Well, that's the Cairo cookies, and, you know, we used to put those in our practice, and it was a great idea because people came into it. And, and not only are they getting that little um, extra, I hate to use the word treat, but uh, there's usually a principal message on the inside, which is kind of cool, so you're educating your patients at the same time. Oh, that is amazing. I love those cookies, and that is a perfect, perfect way to deliver a little treat along with a nice message uplifting about chiropractic and that, I mean, who gives away Cairo cookies? That's, that's pretty unusual, and that would be a huge wow factor. So just these little things, you know, are going to get people, get people talking. Uh, another thing that we do is we like to play the name game. So how this one technique gives us the most, like, warm and fuzzies is it's all based on research. So we, we like to do a lot of research and marketing, and we have tons of studies to show, you know, if we use somebody's name, um, how does that relate to more referrals? Well, the reason why we have to use a person's name is, number one, it's the bonding experience, isn't it? You know, you want somebody that you're doing business with to know your name. You want your doctor and their team especially to know your name and to use it. Now, uh, one of the rules of thumb here with using a person's name is making sure that you're using you're saying the name correctly. Uh, you know, you don't want to abbreviate the name. So if, if the person comes in and shows an ID at the front that says Michael, then you want to ask the patient, do you go by Michael or Mike or what should I call you? You know, you want to make sure that you're calling them the correct name. We used to use, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this in the olden days, Dr. Mike, but we used to use Mr. and Mrs. Johnson or Mr. and Mrs. Jones back in the Mercedes 80s. But, you know, we're, we're keeping with the times. We use everybody's first names. But we've got to make it right, though. Okay, so now uh, we're talking about the art of phone etiquette. So giving the wrong tone, you know, we're on the front lines as teams, CAs, doctors, where anyone that's answering the phone is definitely on the front line and the person that's responsible for being, um, you know, the face of the business, the face of the practice. And the art of phone etiquette, you know, giving the wrong tone at the wrong time will give you the dial tone every time, is what we say. And the way to avoid that is to fully focus on what you're doing prior to answering the phone. So we want to make sure that we're delivering a first-class experience over the airwaves, over the, the cell phone, over the telephone line, over the computer, if we're, if we're communicating by way of messages, our customer service goes all the way through that line of communication. Um, the, the art of the phone etiquette, though, is super important because it, our voice really does make a big impression on the person on the other line of the phone. So we have to do it in a good way. So I'm going to give you an example of what not to do, and then I'm going to give you an example of what to do. So this is, I'm sure we've all heard this before, hello, doctor's office. Have you heard that before, Dr. Mike? Oh, yeah. They forgot to smile, right? <laughs> right? They forgot to smile, and you know it immediately. And they sound like they're kind of pissed off, and they really wish that they were home instead of on the other line. So, you know, you can really turn somebody off by doing it that way. So we have a procedure through our systems, and what we do is we stick a mirror in front of the telephone. So it's looking at us, so we're looking at ourselves as we answer the phone. 
one of the things that we're supposed to do is smile really big before we answer. That's what most people tell you to do. But we're going to take it a step further, and I'm going to say it's okay to look at yourself, but, you know, some, some people just kind of avoid that step. Um, what I'm going to say is that think of something that makes you laugh. I have a picture in my mind's eye every single time I pick up the phone of my daughter, Bryn, who's 24 now. She was 12 when this picture was taken, and it was her very first upside-down roller coaster ride. And her dad got the camera just right, and as she was upside down, arms in the air, eyes alive with excitement, you know, the, the picture was shot. And that snapshot is burned into my memory because that was Bryn's ultimate joy. She was so excited, and she was so brave. And, you know, we, we talked her onto that ride for about two hours. She was so scared. She didn't want to go upside down. But she finally did it. And that picture, I think of that picture before I answer the phone. Or before I talk to anybody on the phone, I think of that. It's a snapshot. So you could get your own snapshot. Whatever makes you extremely happy when you look at it, get a little picture, stick it next to your mirror, and look at that, and then look at yourself smiling at the picture. And that will get you a feeling of exuberance, which is what you're trying to recreate in your heart before you answer the phone. So... Can you, do you have someone great answering your phone? I'm sure you do if they're working with you and Dr. Shireen. Yeah, you know, and, and one of the things that we actually put on our, on our hand piece is one of those yellow smiley faces. So as the CA is reaching down, it's a reminder, I don't have a mirror, but there's this big smiley face and, you know, they have to, they have to, they see it before they pick up. It's a reminder to smile and, you know, especially, you know, if we're starting our day with our huddles, it's always, you know, how do we greet our patients and, and starting on a positive note? Because I think when you put the, the message out there to the universe, that's when the phones are going to be a ring off the hook. And that's why your day's got to be starting positive, but that CA. And, and this is a, a rule that we have. It's, it's called a 10.5 10. or 11, um, you know, out of 10, uh, um, uh, mentality when you come in a positive attitude, and if you're having a grumpy day, you need to hang that up on the door beside you walk into our office because mm-hmm. you've got to have and be 100% positive before you start your day. So we have little anchors um, that we agree upon, but I, you know, I would have to, you know, concur with you, Kim, is that how you answer the phone, what you're saying, that tone, patients pick it up, and and I've, you know. Every time I walk into business, if I'm on hold for longer than a minute or two, I go, ah, there's one X. You know, there's two Xs. There's three Xs. Customer service is terrible. And I'll let the owner know. <laughs> I'm the same. And my fiance kind of cringes when we get bad service because he knows what's coming. <laughs> I don't get nasty or mean or anything, but I just say, oh, gosh, you know what? I teach customer service around the world. And I got to say, if I was a business owner, I would want to know about this experience. So I'm telling you constructively. You know, so you do, you, you have your bad experiences, but you learn from those too. So definitely the uh, phone etiquette is super important. And I just wanted to throw this out here, Dr. Mike, is that we sometimes get so caught up in our processes and our procedures and our day-to-day and all of the, the pressures of life that, that can sometimes seep into the practice that we forget that we're taking care of real people. You know, we're taking care of someone who's sick someone who's hurting, someone who just got into a car accident and now they have no transportation and they can't go to work and their bills are piling up and, 
You know, they're under such tremendous stress, both physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually. You know, they're under attack. And the more we can love them up, the more we can go above and beyond, the faster they're going to heal, the better they're going to feel, and the more they're going to tell other people about what we do. So extraordinary service starts with, you know, catching patients off guard with above and beyond. And, uh, you know, here's I'm going to give you a couple of really easy ideas also to, um, to go above and beyond. Um, one of the biggest things that we just talked about uh, answering the phone uh, with a big smile, well, how about greeting your patients with a big smile? One of my favorite things to say as patients walk in the door is, oh, my gosh, hello, John, how are you? How was your weekend? So great. You know what? You just made my day with that smile. Look at that. You just you can change the world with that smile. You know, people they don't hear those things. You know, it's pretty interesting because you and I, we live in this world of uber positivity and ultra success and to-do lists and goal setting and you know, we live here. We're we're on our A game, usually, right? But these people that are coming and they're limping in, they're barely hanging on. A lot of the times they are barely hanging on. And our positive word, our positive heart, our great smile can lift them up just with that. Just with that. And, you know, Kim, that's so true because, you know, think about this. And, you know, I have this conversation with Shreen all the time is we'll get a patient who will come in and they can be rude, dishonory, they can be um, – very abrupt, they can carry a negative energy into the practice, and I always let my team know that, hey, you know, that person's hurting, not just physically, but emotionally, maybe chemically, they're toxic, and we're going to give them, we're going to start that healing effect by our presence, by our gift of love and laughter, and, you know, they turn around, they always turn around, next thing we start adjusting them. You know, the effect of that subluxation is melting away and their mental state changes, their emotional state, their spiritual state, and, of course, that reflects in their physical state. So imagine that if your energy was lower than the patient's, you wouldn't get growth, and that's why it's important, that entropy effect, that you have to have a higher energy to flow from above down inside of you out to the patient, and that's what's going to make the difference. A number of years ago, Kim, I'm going to share this story with you. And this really hit home with me. I used to have this favorite Italian restaurant I went to. It was called Bella's. And every time I went to Bella's, it was in this old red brick home. The food was homemade. It was amazing. But when I used to walk in, one of the owner's son, his name was Mario, he would always greet you at the door. He, he would drop everything. He'd walk over the door, shake your hand, and he smiled. But he smiled like he hadn't seen you for years. Like he was a family member who hadn't seen you for years and I remember every time I walked in he'd shake your hand you know he would he would give hugs um, and you went there not just for the amazing food but for the amazing um, feeling of being part of that family and I think that's one of the things that we miss I think you're absolutely right we can be too mechanical we can be too much in the scripts that we forget that human element of touching the human spirit and human heart and I think the secret Having an ultra-successful practice is making sure that you can bond with everybody. And, you know, even in Shireen's practice, I mean, I do everything except adjusting in there. 
But when people come in, I, I, I get to know everybody's name. I'm not adjusting them, but I'm shaking all the hands or I'm giving high, high fives or arm around the shoulder or hugs. I do the same thing that Mario did to me in his restaurant. I do it in the practice. And I, I'll even ask him, is everything good? Is there anything I can help you with? And people are like, oh, my gosh, Dr. Mike, you're willing to do that for me? And it has a whole different energy in the practice. It's a beautiful thing. And to me, that's what chiropractic is all about. That's it right there. Just loving people through their challenges and giving them that extra bit of yourself that that can make a big difference and change lives. And when we say change lives, I really mean change lives. This is is not for the wussies in the group, right? And this stuff takes a little bit of extra effort. But if you want to be the busiest chiropractor on your block, you got to go above and beyond. And the reason why is all this stuff that we said, but also – because times, they are a-changing. We've got insurance craziness in the United States and a lot of different choices that people didn't have before for their health care. You know, they've got consumer dollars that they're going to spend on their bodies that they have rationally allocated to um, spend on health care. And they're going to make the decision that's best benefit to them. And I'm telling you, what's going to make the biggest difference is they're going to go where they feel the best. And if you can create this spectacular environment and wow them with customer service, then you're going to have a line out the door. Uh, now, that kind of brings us back to the, the drop everything approach. You mentioned it just a second ago when Mario did that. He dropped and he came over to you and said, hey, Mike. Well, that's, that's what this drop everything approach is all about. And one of the biggest ways that we can provide that to our patients is by being on target with our scheduling. You know, every task has an appropriate place on the schedule. And uh, my partner, Wendy, and I, we call that prep time, prime time, and post time. I know you probably call it something, too. What do you call your, your different times of the day, Dr. Mike? Um, before the shift, before our prime time, we call it huddle time. Mm-hmm. And then we call it you know, a post-shift or we call end of day where, you know, outside of that prime time, we sort of just do a mini huddle to look at the, the day. But we also have a prime time, which is his patient time, and a clinical time. And it's I, I, it's really important, Kim, that, that, you know, during this time, when it's prime time and it's patient time, a lot of CAs will get too caught in the clinical stuff, entering of data, you know, doing things that might be insurance-based and not focus on the patient. And that's why it's so important to really condense that prime time and be present with your patients. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what the prime time is all about. We're rocking it prime time. That's what we say around here, rocking it prime time. That means we are all in, all present. All love, all the time, baby. And during those hours, we are here for you, patients. We're here for you. We're also here for each other. You know, it's it's a really fun experience to be high volume, isn't it? When things are just flowing and systems are clicking into place and you've got your wow factor and people are filtering in. I mean, the rush of that is unlike anything I've ever experienced in life. And I know not a lot of people get to experience it, so I feel quite blessed that I've worked in high-volume practices for a lot of years now. But it's that rush. It's the, it's the prime-time rush. It's the, kind of, it's, to me, it's the cherry on top of the Sunday. You know, we do all this prep work in the beginning to make sure that we can play and have fun with our patients during the prime time. And then the post-time is when we clean up the mess. 
right? I mean, there's charts everywhere sometimes. There's, you know, dinner rolls over here. There's loads of face paper on the floor. You know, that is a sign of a really great prime time. But you got to pick it up because tomorrow you got to start fresh and, and get ready for another prime time. So having all of your tasks scheduled in the appropriate place on the schedule is the very best way that I've ever found to make sure that you can provide the drop everything approach. So those are some amazing tips. I hope everybody listening can, can has been writing these things down, Dr. Mike. These are really valuable yeah. tools. And if I can add to that too, Kim, I think this is important not just be present during prime time but for growth. One of the things I've noticed some practices are sort of shortchanging themselves in is preparedness. And this is why I'm a big advocate of making sure that if you have reports, they're ready the day before. They're not ready that day of. And I've seen doctors coming in and trying to do financial reports or look at x-rays when they have patients in the reception room. And it's like, oh, I've got to, I've got to do a report. Or, you know, not being organized and prepped for their handouts or whatever they have to do for the day. And what happens is both CAs and doctors sort of are scrambling at that last minute. They're not present with the patient. Everything's in a rush. And it really exudes the negative energy. And one of the things I'm a big advocate of is really having that checklist, being present in your your pre-shift um, before your prime time, having everything organized, structured, ready to go. So all you have to do is really have your huddle for the goal setting for that shift, and you're ready to go. And I think from that perspective, if you're ready and you're asking the universe to provide the, belt, the, the phones are going to ring off the hook, and that's when you're going to get the ultimate growth. Oh, definitely. There's a confidence in there, too, right? I mean, when you know that you know that you know and you're ready to mm-hmm. rock and roll this primetime shift, you know, it is mm-hmm. all bets off. Let's go. Great guns. Let's do this. And then what do you know? The phone does start ringing. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it, really, it really does, you know. I sure hope that people are listening and, and taking notes and will actually try some of this stuff because I promise you, if you just implement, just choose one, just choose one of these things. Do a water station or, you know, get a little mirror for your station. Train your CAs how to answer the phone appropriately. Make sure that your days are scheduled out so that you're doing the appropriate tasks at the appropriate time and staying present for your patients that need you so much. You know, if people could just do that, Mike, Dr. Mike, I think they're just going to have the biggest shift and the most amazing growth ever, don't you? I would have to agree with that, Kim, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Mike, and thank you, everybody out there listening. Please let us know if you have any questions. You can go to chiropractic-masters.com, or you can check me out at millionpatientmachine.com. Dr. Mike, do you have any announcements to share? Um, you know, Kim, for the, for the doctors who are either on the call tonight or listening to the recording, make sure that you immerse yourself in our two days. You know, Kim, it's great to have you on board with us with your uh, Million Patient Machine and um, Superstar Academy. You know, we are working together in cities like Montreal, um, in Cardiff, Wales, um, you know, we're really going to be absolutely everywhere, especially in 2018, as we roll out a whole new vision of what we're doing. I'm really excited to have you play along with us and really help 
um, the CAs take control and really bring that team empowerment together because it's so critical and so vital in today's chiropractic. And I'll guarantee, Kim, it's those practices that got it together, that got their mojo on and are really giving extraordinary service, much like Ritz Carlton, um, that are going to be the dominant players in 2017 and beyond. Because one thing I've noticed and you touched on it, is that people are very, very choosy, and they can choose. They'll go elsewhere. I've seen it in my city. I've seen it with other chiropractic services, and I think that if you can have something that is what I call purple cow that stands above the rest, you're halfway to a super extraordinary practice. Amen to that. Amazing information. Thank you again, Dr. Mike. I'm I'm honored to be a part of this journey, and my goal in life is just to get more people under chiropractic care and sharing the story. So thanks for having me, and thanks, everybody, for joining us. Why don't you all go out and create yourself a spectacular day? Thanks, Kim. We'll talk to you all thanks, soon. Everybody. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye.